So I think it's really important to acknowledge that doubt is going to creep in. Like the most successful people still have doubt, right? There's imposter syndrome. And so what I think is very important is that you don't compare yourself to other people and you definitely don't compare yourself to your past self or your ideal self. And you just accept where you're currently at and give yourself grace. Because so many times we can think, well, you know, five years ago, I could have done this and and now I can't. You want the American dream. You want a happy life. The freedom, but cannot enjoy the journey while you get there? Firefly by Iris Janet is a woman podcast where the host, Iris Janet, shares inspiring stories, interesting interviews, and powerful strategies for women all around the world that help you reach your greatest potential while enjoying the path to your destination. This is episode number 67 with Tabitha Perry, how to build trust with yourself. Oscar Wilde said, be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. And Ralph Walden Emerson say, self-trust is the first secret of success. Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Firefly by Iris Janet. I am so happy that you are here with us today because we have a great show today. Today is a show about a subject that you really, really gonna like it. How to trust ourselves and stop doubting and follow through on those things that we say we're gonna do. Today we have with us Tabata Perry and she's going to talk to us about how to build trust with yourself. And if you enjoy this message at any time or you know anyone who can be inspired by the message, please copy and share the link Tabata Perry is the ultimate go-to. She encouraged and equipped women that are wanting less chaos and more order in their life. With over 15 years of experience in criminal justice system, 20 plus move under her belt, a master in social worker, girl mom, wife, and life coach, she got advices that will make any day less stressful for the woman juggling a lot of responsibilities. As a professional overthinker, she has learned how to simplify her day and love helping women create simple and small edits in their life so they can step into their fullest God-given potential. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome the one and only Tabata Perry. Hello, Tabata. (laughs) Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Iris. Thank you. Thank you. I was... uh, watching at your daughter the other day, giving us instruction on how to get on time on yes. um, <laughs> to a place that was so beautiful. Oh my gosh, she is already uh, like a natural mentor, a natural coach. She is a natural leader for sure. She wants to be a police officer. She's wanted to be a police officer since she was two. And so she just has that leadership ability to like identify good things and communicate it and tell people what to do. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. That was so beautiful. But Tabata, tell us about you. So how did you, with all this experience, how did you become to be a life coach? Tell me, tell me all about it. Yes. So it was actually a really interesting process, which I'm sure we, all of our stories are interesting, but I did not like life coaches at all. I totally judged them for the longest period of time because I had gone to school to get my master's. I worked really hard and I knew as a social worker, I was not going to make very much money. And here I was seeing these social workers 
or the life coaches being like really successful and they didn't necessarily need certifications. They didn't need to go do all the hard work that I had done. So I'd kind of just written it off and was frustrated kind of with the idea. But over time, I found that life coaches in like generally speaking, they take the life knowledge that they know and are able to equip people even better than many of the people that I know that had a very solid education. And so I just started to kind of open my mind and understand that what we learn through life, through our hardships, through all of that, um, really can help other people. And we only have to be a few steps ahead of others to guide them and encourage them. So when I had basically come to the point in my life where I had everything I could have ever dreamed, I had the husband, the house, the kids. And then I was like, oh my gosh, now what, what am I supposed to do with my life? I, I was, I think 33 at the time. And I was like, I literally had only planned my life up to this point because I thought that that would get me through the rest of it. But what I found out was that God had so much more for me. And so I needed to go on this process through getting my own coach, figuring out what life coaching was about, and then realizing that there are so many other women on that same journey and feel stuck like I did, that I could help them move through that but we have to identify that chaos because otherwise it will hold us back before we can take those steps to, to do what we want to do. Yes. Oh my goodness. I know exactly what you're talking about and now exactly what you're talking about, because that was also my experience. There was a time when I was thinking that life coaches was just a market social media thing. But then when you start, um, I would say growing spiritual and emotionally, you start noticing that there's some areas that you need someone someone who can at least give you some ideas and, and accompany you because a coach is not really someone who's going to tell you what to do. It's someone who's going to hold your hand right through that process and it's going to say, hey, it's okay. You know, we can, we had this. You got this. Yes, so, exactly. Yes. I love like in the past, I've been a therapist. And so it was, there was a lot of really good things that came from that, helping people heal from their past. But what I found is that my heart is helping people be, accept where they're currently at and then dream for the future and gain that confidence to look forward. And so that has been a really kind of identifying thing when people are like, well, what is a life coach and how is it different than a therapist? Is that it, it's future focused, right? And it's yeah. accepting where we're at. And, you know, all of us probably still have a lot to heal from the past, but, you know, we're kind of in like a neutral zone. And so um, I just have found so much healing through the life coaching process myself and just accepting it and building that self-trust. Yes, exactly. Building that self-trust. That is what we're going to talk about today. Let me ask you something. Have you doubted yourself before? Is that all, something that- All the time. I still do. I still do. <laughs> but here's the difference between me now and me several years ago before I worked on like trusting myself was that I just let myself stay in that. And I didn't do anything about it because- I got in overwhelm. And when we're in overwhelm, there's we can't think our way out of overwhelm. We have to do things, right? So I started taking action. I started um, 
interviewing other women, like taking them to coffee and asking them how, like, how are you living your life? What brings you joy? How do you decide what things to do, what things not to do? So I started gathering information to kind of figure out what did I want my life to be? And again, my life was great. Our life doesn't have to be horrible to want coaching. We can just realize we're ready for this next chapter. So building this self-trust has has been ongoing because I didn't follow through with what I, I knew I needed to do. Right. I knew that being stuck was my own fault. Like no one else is going to live my life for me. I needed to live my life. And when I started being like, okay, articulating specifically what it is I wanted to do, I'm going to take three women out to coffee. All right. I'm going to sign up for one life court life coaching course and go through it and have very specific steps then I started to build that self-trust because I was able to follow through. And then I, I believed that I would do things when I said I would do things. When we doubt ourselves, what do you think is really the reason? It's because we made the wrong choice on what we say we were going to do, or is something that we are doubting or what it is? Doubting is something every single person does. And I think to expect that we're never going to doubt ourselves is um, we're not being realistic. If we can just own the fact that, okay, I know that my brain is going to want to doubt because our brain doesn't want to have to work harder than it needs to. So if we're trying to do something new and grow and it's like, uh-uh, no, 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 you don't need to do that. And it's trying to protect itself and like preserve its energy when you're like, no, no brain, we're going to grow. So I think it's really important to acknowledge that doubt is going to creep in. Like the most successful people still have doubt, right? There's imposter syndrome and, and all of these things. So what I think is very important is that you don't compare yourself to other people and you definitely don't compare yourself to your past self or your ideal self. And you just accept where you're currently at and give yourself grace. Because so many times we can think, well, you know, five years ago, I could have done this and, and now I can't. Or, you know, this ideal like future self, like, oh man, I just, I, I should be able to do this. But when we can really accept who we are currently and the situation that we're in, the energy that we have, then that's when we're able to just acknowledge, okay, brain, Thanks for giving me that information, but I'm going to push through and continue to work towards whatever it is that I'm, I'm going after. So when can we distinguish that we are doubting ourselves and not making an honest analysis? That's when I think it's very important that we do have to get outside of ourselves, having our inner circle that who knows us and who can cheer us on and just get their wisdom because we're not supposed to be living life alone. And and ask them, hey, I'm I'm thinking about X, Y, Z. What are your thoughts? Now, you don't necessarily have to do what they say, but here if there's a consensus. I also think it's very important that, that you pray and then you ask for that clarity. And so it can come internally as well. And giving things time, making really quick decisions is always, well, I'm not a risk taker, so I don't understand that in general, but I think it's really important to give decisions time. And also I'm a big advocate for the pros and cons list, right? Writing everything out. So you know that it's, it, you're analyzing it because doubt sounds negative. Doubt says you aren't enough. You're behind. Don't even try. An analysis says, this is interesting. 
how can I explore it? And even if I could put it this way, when you're in doubt, it says no, why? But when you're in analysis, it says yes, how? And we can kind of differentiate at that mm, point. That is a good one. Yes, that is true. That is very true. Thank you for that one. How we can stop beating ourselves when we actually don't follow through? Because that it's, oh my goodness, that's me. <laughs> yes, I am a uh, also very hard on myself. My inner critic is louder than it is verbally that I am to other people. Like, Sometimes I'm like, oh man, if people only knew how I spoke to myself now, granted, I've improved a lot on it, but I still have a, a lot like further to go. And so beating up on ourselves is something that we also have to acknowledge. I think when we try to suppress things and be like, oh, we shouldn't do that. Like that's bad. I just need to like ignore it. That's when we get into trouble. I think when we accept ourselves as I do have an inner critic, I do beat myself up a lot. Okay. Now that I can like accept where I'm at, how can I work on it? And so I believe that it's really important to, to work on our confidence. And, and that is a muscle that we have to continually keep working on. And every time we beat ourselves up now, when we beat ourselves up, let's like dissect this. It's a thought, right? And we can take our thoughts captive. We may have intrusive thoughts, but we can decide if we want to continue to ruminate on them. And so with, you know, the cognitive behavioral model, you can take a thought and then you can be able to rework it and reframe it to be really helpful. So if I were to say to myself, like, um, you don't have time for that. That's a very limiting belief. And so I can be able to reframe it as, how can I create time or what can I do within the time that I have? Or, um, you're not even, you're not good enough. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's more subtle than that, but that's usually like the baseline of a lot of yes. our self-doubt. Like you're not good enough. Don't even try mm -hmm. where I can reframe that thought as I may not be good enough, but how am I going to get better unless I do try? Yes. Yes. So if we going to say, that we have to follow maybe three steps in the beginning to, to be confident, to gain that confidence. What do you think will be the most important three things that today, that if I start practicing those three things today will help me with my confidence? Sure. So the first thing is um, start small. So my whole platform is small little edits. We can change things in our life, but change seems to be really overwhelming and can just be like something is bad in our life. But when we make small little edits, they're just little modifications. Nothing necessarily has to be bad, but we can make these small edits. So I would suggest choosing one thing that you want to work on because we all have a list of things that we want to work on, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really important that people begin and end their day consistently. So making that one edit that you can trust yourself to go to bed at a certain time and wake up at a certain time consistently, to me, that has helped me immensely with my self-trust because that is something that I can control. Mm -hmm. So that would be one thing. Another thing, another step to take um, to build self-confidence and trust is to be very aware of what you're putting into your mind and what you're looking at. I know there's, you know, lots of people that say, you know, um, 
don't look at social media reels or stories, or, you know, you can mute people. I think that's very wise. I think that's even important. Maybe you don't even have social media. If every time you walk away from it, you are frustrated. Now as business owners, that's kind of hard, right? Mm -hmm. But we could still modify who we follow and we can also schedule things. We can batch content and schedule it. And so we're not having to be on social media as much. I also think depending on um, what type of music you listen to, I was just even reflecting today as I was running, I, you know, you, I'm just listening to music and I'm, th- I'm like, wow, these songs are just so not me in my life. And so being able to change the music that I'm listening to, like for Christian music, for me is just huge because it's so inspirational and just tells me who I am and who's got my back. And so I think it's really important that we're aware of what we're putting into our minds as well for that confidence. And then third, you know, um, we're not going to be perfect at building confidence. We're going to mess up. We're going to have self-doubt. We're going to beat ourselves up. Um, but just knowing, like making progress and, you know, giving yourself the benefit of the doubt that you are working on it, give yourself time and extend grace to yourself when you're building this trust, because, you know, it takes time, just like in any relationship, you know, you're kind of a little leery. And so taking those little baby steps helps you with that. Um, but g- extend grace to yourself. Yes, the consumption of music and even what you watch on TV, uh, all these things is important. Sometimes we only pay attention of what we eat, but think that what you watching, what you're listening, you're also eating it, but eating it for your soul, right? For your yes. spirit. And yes, I, I, I believe that that have helped me a lot, especially in this pandemia. When it all started, I said, you know what, that's it. I don't want to hear news. I don't want to, I'm going to just, yep. they don't want me to get out of my house. Fine. I don't get out, but I'm going to be in my beautiful <laughs> bubble, you know, where yes. everything, it was just flowing very, very good. When we talk about um, trusting ourselves and when we have doubts, usually I in my experience, it has to do with the fact that I have so many choices. Like I mm-hmm. have so many things that I that I want to do. And um, to say something, I I had eight kids. Now they are all grown up. But when they were little, it was very difficult. And I try to make a schedule, but I also have to work and I also have to take care of myself. And I decide, well, the most important thing was the kids, the house, the job the bills and neglect other things. Mm-hmm. Um, how can we, and, and I know that we probably going away a little bit on this subject of trusting yourself, but I think that our, a lot of the trust we lose it as women when we see that we have priorities and some of those we left them behind and then we starting to doubt, oh, wow, well, maybe I should have done it that way or this way. Yeah. What do you think is the way for us to, to like you said, to, get away from that chaos and build trust by having an organized life. Yeah. I think that something that's just been really resonating with me lately is that there's going to be trade-offs whenever we have a lot of priorities in our life, they won't always consistently look the same. Um, and so we have to trust ourselves that we are going to honor those priorities, um, whether they're, you know, people or our job, um, 
it's really important to give yourself grace and to know that you're doing the best that you can with the energy that you have and know that in different seasons, there's going to be a different amount of energy and time that you can exert into your kids, into your spouse, into your business. And if you find over time that it is really out of balance and very chaotic, that's when there needs to be some really big decisions made, but also just accepting that that is normal. I think that sometimes we assume what a balanced life should look and feel like, but that doesn't really exist. Um, we have to create our own balance. And if we had a balanced life, we probably wouldn't be doing very much because with growth, there's always going to be a little bit of mess. And so I like to kind of differentiate like, there's chaos in our life um, at times, especially when we're growing, but when it's a pattern, it, it, it's just chaotic. But when we're growing, there's going to be some mess and just to expect that and that that's okay. But building self-trust is also just acknowledging where you're at, knowing, wow, okay, right now I've got, you know, eight kids that I need to take care of. I have my business I need to take care of and I have my, you know, significant other that I also need to you know, engage with what can I do right now to honor that? And like, who needs my attention and just being able to prioritize. But this is, this is the key that I, I don't see women doing that I think would be very helpful. Taking an afternoon, a day, a weekend away to sort these things out, because there's no way you can prioritize and create order in your life on the fly, on the go, trying to figure it out in carpool. Like it requires you taking intentional time. That is good. How you program help um, have been helping uh, your clients right now? Yeah, it's been really interesting. You know, when, when you start a life coaching business, you think you're going to help on like something specific and then it kind of evolves. And so the theme that I've kind of seen it evolve into is helping women into this next chapter of life that they know that there's something more um, and they kind of have an idea of what it is even, but their life is going, they're involved in so many things that I help normalize margin and rest and quiet to help them be able to have enough quiet in their mind that they can start thinking out what it is that they want to do and then taking steps. It's just amazing. Like I'm not a business coach, but it's amazing how many women have stepped out and created their businesses because they, they took that time to think about it, create a really good strategized plan, very small little edits in their life. And they did it over time. I like that. I like that. That is true. Cause if we kind of like take our time and dissect all those areas, right. That we need to pay attention. Maybe if we dedicate that time, cause sometimes we don't take the time to say, okay, let me do, let me, let me see what is that I, that I really want to do. What are the things in my calendar? What are the things that I'm, that I'm planning to do? We just go with the day, whatever happened today. Exactly. And we, we just react to life. We're just constantly putting out fires versus being proactive and knowing, okay, you know what, that fire will eventually go out on its own. Okay. This fire, you know, and it's just, it's just a different way of living when you're intentional and you take control of your time and you don't let other people live your life for you. You get to decide who you spend your time with. You get to decide, you know, who you want to serve in your business. You get to decide when you wake up and when you go to bed, 
all of these, you know, there's a lot of things in life that happen that we have no control over. We might as well control our attitude and our activity because those are the two things that we can control. That's true. Tabata, tell us about your webpage, where they can find you and what did you, did you, what programs do you have available? Yeah. So I can be found at tabatheperry.coach and on um, Instagram and Facebook at Tabitha Perry Life Coach. I love working with groups of women. I've done individual coaching, but my jam is just totally being able to bring women together to support women and have them share ideas and let them know, Hey, I've been there too. And so, um, that is something that I'm offering. What we'll be offering is a group program. I also do workshops. Um, most of the time it's some way of creating order in your life. So it's around the holidays, or if you're trying to take this step into the next chapter. Um, I also have a podcast, uh, the life edit podcast with Tabitha Perry that people can find as well. And then you can check out my reels. Um, my daughters sometimes make guest appearances and it's Tabitha's tip of the day. And they're just little life tips to help create order in your life. And, um, my daughters are five and eight. And so it's pretty cute to see what they have to say about life and how to make it better. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I've been following you for the last couple of days because I was looking at um at your profile and everything. And I really enjoy it. I stay there and like, wait a minute, I've been in this space. I'm just stalking her. <laughs> oh love it. <laughs> Thank you so much for all everything that you that you share in the social media. It's really motivating and very helpful for us. We really need this. Uh, this movement, I love it, that we are helping each other and we are providing good information. Thank you again for being here with us today and for all the, um, for our audience, all those details will be in the, in the show. So don't worry, you're not going to miss it. I'm going to have everything for you on the show. Just scroll down and you will see all the information for uh, Tabata Perry.